Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty, extra large, featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Get this text because we were talking about this last hour. I was at a in Cancun at a hotel. I, I pressed the door close button in an elevator and the door actually closed. A mm. complete game changer. There you go. I don't know why it was a game changer. Mexico, the land of promptly closing elevators. That'd be fantastic. What a great place to live. 
Deborah J. Saunders joins us. Debs, the Deborah is the White House correspondent for the Las Vegas Review Journal and covers Donald J. Trump and his administration. Deborah, how are you? Oh, just uh, having another sleepy day here at the yeah, White House. Nothing ever happens. So uh, yeah, Chuck and Nancy are heading over to talk about infrastructure. Am I correct that the last time they were at the White House to talk to the Donald, it it was the uh, infamous uh, he got up and walked out immigration meeting? I believe that was the last meeting they've had met. And, and of course, the one before that is where he calls the cameras in and tells them that he would be proud to shut down the government for border security. Oh, yeah. So everybody's sort of waiting to see what's going to happen. Now, this event is closed press, they say. But as we know, there are times things are said to be closed press, and yet they're not. So will he bring cameras in? Will he decide to change the subject? And So this is infrastructure week, right? Uh, which is, was a running joke here the first year of the Trump presidency. Infrastructure Week always signaled that something really bad would come out of the blue and change the subject, mm. right? Uh, but, but now, so now we have Infrastructure Day, and we'll find out if they will actually discuss infrastructure or will Trump change the subject and want to bring up immigration or uh, impeachment, the other I word, or will they stay on, on track and actually discuss infrastructure? A big giant wall's infrastructure, Deborah. <laughs> that's a good point. You're so right. <laughs> that's so, a good point. I think, I think, yeah, that's right. I don't know that's if you right. saw the Tom Friedman's column in the New York Times where he said we should have a wall. If I was Trump, I'd hold up that article in front of Chuck and Nancy. Uh, I'm, uh, that, that's something he may well do. He, he does like to uh, show when the New York Times agrees with him. So, I mean, he did that. Remember, he had that story. They had the story about how strong the economy was. Right. Trump is happy to happy to cite the New York Times when they're on the same page. We got to get them to hold up the Las Vegas Review Journal. To hell with the Times. That's what I say, huh? <laughs> I heard some uh, Democrat. I heard some Democratic strategists talking the other day about where's Chuck Schumer been through this whole Mueller report came out. Should there be impeachment? Should we force this to happen or that to happen? Chuck's just been wherever he's been. He just hasn't even been on the scene. Well, you know, he doesn't control the Senate. He's trying to get other things done. I but mean, clearly, if you're going to mount an, an opposition to the president built around impeachment, he and Nancy would be side by side out there, you know, making the case. And he's not. So I'm thinking he's, you know, he's, he's in line with Nancy that that that's a bad idea to go down that road. Yeah. And, and I mean, I just don't understand what he would get out of sort of pushing that subject right now. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, I don't think impeachment is her favorite word at all. She's got a caucus that just uh, wants to do the lemming rush to the cliff, and she's trying to hold them back. Uh, we'll see what happens. Well, and, it, of course, it, Donald, Donald Trump uh, doesn't help her on that. It would be insane if they went that route at this point. I mean, we're close enough to the election. That would be the only issue in the election was impeachment, and they don't want to have that as the only issue. So, uh, listen, uh, speaking of strategies and that sort of thing, the uh, various congressional committees are subpoenaing everything uh, from the mm-hmm. Trump organization, uh, you know, from from bank records to Eric's hair clippings. And, and the White House <laughs> is signal it's going to say no to everything and just foot drag. Uh, how do you think that's going to unfold? I think that this is going to. Well, I mean, by the way, I mean, there are things that the White House has offered to do to uh, facilitate the request for the for the House but not give them everything that they want. Um, and so we'll see, you know, the question is, are Democrats going to say, no, we want it exactly the way we want it or we won't take it. That's part of the issue. And then, you know, let's face it, we've seen, we've seen the game of uh, 
president stalling uh, House committees before. I think he's just going to try to tie it up in the courts and see how long it goes. I mean, yeah, I think the White House ought right? to just outright hire Eric Holder and call him our <laughs> delaying consultant. You know, to, to rub it in the face of the Democrats and then just refuse to cooperate until you're out of office. And Trump knows from business dealings, I imagine, how you can you can just get things tied up in legal situations for years to your advantage sometimes. Absolutely. So unless the Supreme Court says we're going to settle it here once and for all. Uh, and by the way, that, that it, it, it could be that if that happens, that they go with, on the Trump side of this, uh, because there are you know, there are issues uh, about the balance of power and how much the White House owes to, to Congress. So we'll see. I mean, it's, it, I don't, it, and the other issue is how many, how many people care? And are those the people who are going to influence the outcome of 2020? Right, right. I hear that. Uh, Deborah J. Saunders, White House correspondent for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Hey, uh, Deborah, thank you for the quick check-in. We will uh, stay in touch. Good to talk to you. Nice talking to you. All right. See you soon. Hey, did you see the, um, I was just looking at the, the Today Show, did you see the new Baghdadi video that came out? I did. The leader of ISIS that uh, has been declared dead a number of times over the years, has only been seen a couple of times ever. Yeah, yeah. Out in a new video. Fatter, they say. He didn't look noticeably <laughs> me fatter to hey, me. Hey, Baghdadi, but... we got something in common. Yeah, fatter and older, aren't we all? Five years ago, I was thinner too. He's got like a groovy Neapolitan beard going. It's gray near his chin, but then it's dyed a... It's kind mm. of black in the middle and red at the end, and it's... Uh, is he dying it red? There oh, yeah, it is. There absolutely. it is right there. Yeah, yeah. dying your beard's kind of a thing in that part of the world. Right. You get your... Uh, red is very popular. You know, it's like your your goth girls walking the streets, and, and really it's spread now. All sorts of people walking around with blue hair or, or flaming pink or whatever. Baghdadi's down with that. Mm. I'll bet he's got a couple of piercings under his, uh, <laughs> his shawl he wears there. Boy, I've noticed the uh, the little barbell sort of piercing thing that people get. I'm seeing them in stranger and stranger places on people's mm. faces. Like mm. I see them now, and I think, how did you even? Urgh. How do you even get that in there? There's no, there's no that. there there. Ugh. How does that even happen? Like That's on gross. your high cheekbone? Oh, uh, stop they, it! What's that going through? And, and what's the what's the deal? Do you get? <laughs> do you just get like street cred among other people who are pierced before it being a unique spot? You get admiration for that? I don't know. I don't know. You know anything about that, Sean? I feel like the reason they do it. Is because they want to be different. Well, and if every, so, so you, once everybody has it in the nose and the lip and in the obvious places, you got to get a little creative with it. Just kind of a random up here on your cheek. Am I correct that you, as a young hipster, are untattooed and unpierced? I'm untattooed, but I have several piercings in the webbings of my toes. <sighs> oh. <laughs> What are you, some sort of hipster duck? That's the worst thing I've ever heard. That's terrible. No, that's, that's false. I, I do not have that. You show them off when you, only when you're wearing flip-flops. I, saw a f- I, I jump into a pool, I sink right to the bottom. Huh? I saw a fairly large barbell sort of thing as behind some woman in line at, at a Starbucks, and she had it like in the bottom base of her neck. Oh, my. Going through here. What's the point the, of that? I don't know, but it just... Cut oh. it out. Oh, it looked painful. Do something. Achieve something. Write a song or a poem or, or get a job or something. <laughs> What is the deal? I had my ear pierced when I was in fourth grade, fifth grade, something like that. And then I was playing out on the the yard one day and it just fell out. And I was like, well, I'm not looking for that. And then it closed (laughs) up and I was like, all right, well, that was a fun time. Moved on. (laughs) It's a major decision in your life. Well, I'm not. I'm not looking for that. (laughs) That's in the grass. How would I ever find it? The end of the pierced year. (laughs) Positive Sean. 
Um, but back on ISIS briefly before we take a break. Um, so they nailed down that a couple of the scumbags in Sri Lanka trained with ISIS. Mm. So they got that nailed okay. down. Definite relationship then, all right? Yeah. Now, do we have any affiliation with scumbag that shot up the synagogue outside of San Diego? He's just on his own. I just I think he's just an ass. He's yeah. your classic stupid, angry coward. I was looking up at the TV, and they just had a video of him playing the piano, so I don't know what the point of that is. Baghdadi? No, oh. the the kid that shot up the... Buttigieg? Oh, him. Yeah. yeah. And what, yeah. What, what is that? I, mean, I think that's just a sad, pathetic, misguided dope. Well, it's American, the, just a purposeless American dope is story. Is that the point of the media coverage? Just look at, this is, could be your high school kid, and then he did this. I mean, I, I, I find that kind of intriguing. The You had a really normal middle-class life. Yeah. And kind of just go in the same direction as everybody. In fact, better than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And then you do this. Yeah. What the hell is yeah. that? Now that I've heard some people talk about, there are uh, um, uh, a number of studies out there relating schizophrenia or various mental illnesses to smoking marijuana mm. that uh, some people are trying to make a thing out of. And he's a 19-year-old, and, and uh, was he starting to smoke marijuana, and that caused, I don't who knows. Mm. But just the idea of you had a, a perfectly fine life. There is no reason to be unhappy at all, let alone slaughter people. Just murder people in cold blood. Right. And that happened in Sri Lanka. It happened uh, It happened in Poway. And then you got this guy that they busted yesterday who wanted to do this sort of stuff. Right. Here's a philosophical question for you. You can muse over it uh, during the break. Then we'll come back perhaps and, and discuss it. And, and I'm sorry, I can't even remember the city. But... Guy drives by a uh, barbecue, starts shooting into it. The same number of deaths and more injured than the synagogue shooting. But it got barely a blink of an eye of coverage. Why is that? Um, That's a good question. I mean, it was born of an ideology, probably a gang affiliation, that sort of thing, some personal beef. It's not an organized ideology against a group of people, so I understand why it's different, but I just think there was a greater letting of blood, but one one one-thousandth of the coverage. What does that mean? That is a good question. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Plus, we'll continue working the Russian spy whale beat. Are you at risk? (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience Of 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 the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In China, an Avengers fan cried so hard during the movie he was hospitalized. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, doctors ordered him to get some rest and never watch The Notebook. That's what they told him. (laughs) What country was it that somebody was yelling out spoilers and they got beat up? I don't know. Was that here? No, I thought it was in a foreign land. 
I, I don't know. I just heard about the story from you. I don't remember the location. But uh, somebody was yelling out spoilers during the movie, which and made, got precisely what was yeah, coming to him. Which makes you a crazy person. Well, and you got what you were begging for. Right. We need more of that, not less of it. <laughs> more vigilante beatings. Yes. That's an interesting stance. I'm you don't hear to that stand that, behind it. You don't hear that much among opinion shapers. I, I've actually read a great deal about the uh, mutation of our society into one where all, it's always a third party that you go to for justice. And, and you must assemble a group of people who support your plea for justice as opposed to, it's just, it's too long to get into, but we can just label this podcast Joe Forms a Posse. Sure. <laughs> it was a theater in Hong Kong. Hong Kong. There you go. The Florida of the world. Everybody was kung fu fighting from contemporaneous accounts. <laughs> this is, you know what? I should have uh, figured out who this was. An alert listener sent us this. Um, they knew I would enjoy it, and they're absolutely right. Scrolling, scrolling. I like to give credit where it's due. Can't remember. It's the uh, uh, University Title Generator, <laughs> which we will uh, link for you at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, we were discussing yesterday the fact that a professor at Sarah Lawrence College, I believe, had written an editorial, which was aired in the New York Times, uh, posted in the New York Times, about the fact that the administrations at colleges and universities make the uh, faculty look conservative. Administrations are twelve to one, that liberal to conservative. That doesn't even seem possible. I know it's it's astonishing. And this guy was saying, and that can't be healthy for diversity of opinion. Well, now the the snow the enraged snowflakes, the Maoist Red Guard youth of that college are trying to get him run out of his job for even saying that. Um, but having said that, I'd like to join a university faculty. Let's see. Uh, my first one is acting associate executive for the Committee on Employee Diversity. There you go. Estimated salary $69,868. It says, click here if this position is not prestigious enough for you. Mm. Well, I am a major blanking talk radio figure. So, yes, I need a more prestigious. Uh, I'm going to click on that. Deputy president of the Committee on Community Planning. There you go. Woo! I'm making two fifty three, man. God, you could go tell yes. somebody you're that. At, at the university of whatever, and everybody yeah. say, oh, okay. You Anybody must be who's something. got a kid in a college or works at a college or lives near a college, deputy president of the Committee on Community Planning. <laughs> Click here if this position is not prestigious enough for you. Well, all right, I'll keep trying. Assistant associate executive for student climate for the Committee on Donor Excellence. <laughs> oh, I, I took a cut in pay. Let me try, let me try <laughs> another one. Executive Associate Liaison to the Office of Employee Planning. Mm. There's a lot of planning. Uh, Assistant Deputy Dean of the Committee on Academic (laughs) Diversity. See that? That's a winner. I like Assistant and Deputy both being in the title. (laughs) Exactly. Right, right, right. Lead Deputy Chair of Athletic Compliance of the Task Force on Community Services. I'd like to be the liaison to the Assistant Deputy. Yeah. Yeah, this one's the one for me. I'm settling into it. That uh, that job that paid two hundred sixty three grand. Too much pressure. I like this one. I'm making one hundred fifty. I'm the deputy manager of the Office of Community Climate. <laughs> <clears throat> community taking the temperature of the community. Climate ideologically, Sean. Inclusion, multicultural, intersectionalism. Making sure we have twelve to one Marxists to sane people. 
That's what we're all paying forty grand a year for, give or take. It doesn't seem like it's ever a good thing that you have that ratio uh, just of ideologies where it's that far out of whack, that it would ever be good to have that, unless you are like the Republican committee or the Democratic committee. But even then, you would have a, a fair amount of dissent. Here's the, the, a range of views. Reminds me of this. So Tucker Carlson had this uh, the other night. So the the day the Mueller report came out. I remember it well. And the cable news channels were all going crazy, and we were making the joke about CNN. It had like 11 people up there. Honest to God, that's not even an exaggeration. It was just an insane number of people across this thing. Right. They but, tacked on like a little unfolding card table yeah. at the end of their big CNN desk to fit everybody. But Tucker pointed out, he said, you got 11 people up there, and they all agree. What is that? Get a 12. No kidding. You Bring got, in some more. You, got, you brought in 11 human beings and made sure they all agree. Have the same point of view. There you go. There's yeah. a college campus these days. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got chaos and tear gas filling the streets of Venezuela as an uprising grows against the socialist government. It's on. Biden says he's running to save the soul of America, and now hotels are getting ready to challenge Airbnb. What? I'm confused. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Boy, how serious do you want to get in the morning? Or any time ever. Not very. CDC out with a report on Netflix's show 13 Reasons Why, which I was not even aware of. Do you, are you familiar with that show? Yeah, we talked about it briefly a while back. Anyway, it's about suicide and the way suicide spiked after it came out. Is, and, and what groups is really interesting and mm. disturbing. And, and should you put laws in place? Well, I don't think you can, but uh, maybe more on that later. Maybe not. And the world of fact-checking is dead. The well, very concept yeah. of fact-checking sure. is, has made itself ridiculous. When I hear the word or the phrase fact check, I, I, I know I'm about to hear a lie. I assume that I'm going to be spun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so all that on the way right now. News with Marsha Phillips. It is on. Vice President Mike Pence saying we are with you to the Venezuelans taking to the streets after opposition leader Juan Guaido called for the military to rise up and oust the socialist leader, Nicolas Maduro. Now, the folks have been in the streets before. We've seen tear gas and smoke and the rest mm-hmm. of it. Is this a, a new level, do you think? Guaido signaling his most blatant declaration to rise up against the government by involving the military. He did a video early this morning where he was standing with members of the military and saying, join us, join us now. Mm. And so he's called for people to come out into the, onto the streets, and that is apparently what is happening it's at this point. It's go time, is what he's saying. This is what you've been waiting for. This is go time. Yep. Now! And apparently there in the video, there was a guy that had been locked up by the right. uh, the president, and it was a signal that I'm in charge. I decide who's locked up, and this guy ain't locked up anymore. Mm. Yep. And we're together. And we're together. Yep. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo saying the U.S. fully supports the people of Venezuela in their quest for freedom. National Security Advisor John Bolton said the military must stand with the people of Venezuela. Maduro accusing the U.S. of backing a coup in his country. And now Russian President Vladimir Putin is discussing the ongoing military uprising in that country with his top security body. Yeah, you got to keep in mind, he sent a whole bunch of uh, weapons and stuff there and people. I just hope he doesn't send any of his magic whales to <laughs> subdue the people of Venezuela, the poor people of if Venezuela. If they start using dolphins to spy, that's 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 provocative. 
Provocative? Big, uh, big story in the news these days. A uh, beluga whale apparently harnessed by the uh, the Russians to do dirty work has been discovered in the one of your oceans. Norway. Off the, Nor- coast, off of Norway. the coast of Norway. The poor Norwegians. Mm-hmm. Now th- beset by whales. Yes. Communist whales. Yes. Now, I'm glad that I've never had to do this sort of thing, but I'll bet when you're participating in a revolution, particularly on the winning side, mm-hmm. it is as thrilling and a feeling of being alive like nothing else you could ever have. Absolutely. Yeah. It'd just be amazing. Uh, interrupted by moments of terror. Oh, sure. Former Vice President Joe Biden kicking off his presidential bid with a campaign rally in Pittsburgh before a largely union crowd. By the way, I make no apologies. I am a union man. Period. Super. So, uh, 600 people. It was a union hall. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, it was not a sports stadium. Right. It will be more than interesting to see how his rallies go. I've seen major candidates, and I've looked around and thought, there's practically nobody here. And sure enough, they went away. We'll see how much popular support there is. I mean, because if it's just union presidents and guys who are compelled to show up in right. the union hall, what was funny was he had a backdrop of... Uh, kind of a rainbow of different races and appearances and men and women. It was a firefighters union. Um, and it, it, notably, in the majority white crowd, there's a, there's a, a big, uh, tall black fella and what looked to be a young a Hispanic guy, probably, he was wearing eyeglasses. Um, but not that that has anything to do with it. I'm just picturing the scene. Those two guys weren't listening at all. And they were in the crowd selected to be behind him. I mean, he'd get to an applause line, they'd just be staring. And then he'd get to another applause line, one guy would look around, kind of... Then they'd go back to just kind of looking down at their feet. It did not have a great feel to me. Did you, do you have Trump's response? I do. Are you talking about his tweet? Sure. Well, all right. This is where uh, Trump, uh, not long after the uh, rally appearance, tweeted out, Pittsburgh jobless rate hits the lowest point since the early 1970s. Maybe even better than that. And Sleepy Joe just had his first rally there. I was actually thinking of his tweet about, um, so the uh, the people that run the unions that take your money and vote in ways that you don't want, they're on the side of the Democrats. But all the people that are paying the dues, you're on my side. Right. And I'm here to help you, which I thought was a, a decent angle. That's yeah. a pretty good ploy, yeah. In an, uh, another story that uh, we have been following... We'll fact-check the president's claim about unemployment in Pittsburgh next. At the synagogue where she was killed in Saturday's shooting, 60-year-old Lori Kay was remembered by the congregation. Her daughter paid tribute to her mother at Monday's funeral, saying... No one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate, and if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love... A statement from the parents of the 19-year-old charged with murder and attempted murder saying, quote, He is now part of the history of evil, and how our son was attracted to such darkness is a terrifying mystery to us. That was the message from the parents. Take a look at another change in the business world as the challenge to their business has grown as Airbnb and other home rental sites have become very, very popular. Hotel chains have decided, you know, if you can't beat them, then you're going to join them. And they've been jumping into the home-sharing business as well. Marriott, the world's largest hotel company, launched a home-sharing pilot in Europe last year. It's now bringing it to the U.S., where they're going to have some 2,000 home rentals in vacation destinations across 
the country. Jack, if you can't beat them, can you think of an alternate strategy? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have you uh, have you rented out your house or considered it? Mm, considered it. Considered it. But you haven't done it. Our, our little place up in the mountains, not our primary residence. Nobody's coming in my friggin' home. <laughs> no, not even friends. Not even invited guests. <laughs> because you just I stop them at the door and tell them I changed my mind. <laughs> so you, you just don't like the idea of it? I mean, I've never done it either. Well, you, I mean, you what am to... I going to advertise? Would you like to live in squalor? <laughs> well, there's that. Uh, How many goats is too many? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, right. you've got to have, like, generic stuff. You don't care if it gets abused or broken. You've got to lock up your... Stuff that you like, and I don't know. I hate I, the idea of somebody being in my house. Yeah, I could I could live with it, I think. My toilet would never feel the same. Uh. Somebody else has been sitting on it. You know, that's a good point. Is that's that why you point. made me go to the gas station? Right. right. I did it once, but my landlord hated it. Oh, oh all right. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Hey, here's something. USA Today, somebody took out a giant ad in USA Today today. They did the whole thing where you, you spend so much money, you get the cover. Like oh a false cover. Okay. And what is their topic? The bias in internet searches. And their argument is pretty interesting. Mm, Maybe we'll get okay. to that. Uh, there is bias in internet searches, or it certainly seems like there is. And I'll put that final nail in the coffin of fact-checking. Fact-check! We'll fact-check Joe's fact-checking. Go ahead. To see if he's true about fact-checking. False! Fact-checking is not bad. No, wait a second. True! It isn't... Hmm. I'm completely missing. All turned around now. If anybody follows him, email mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Running an anti-Semitic cartoon is being looked at by Brett Stevens of the New York Times. Why is my huh. newspaper running this? Have you heard about it? Have you seen it? It's something. I, I have. It's quite amazing that it ended up in the New York Times. It's not one of those. Well, this is a traditional trope that's been used to. No, it was like, wow, whoa, hey, whoa. I mean, just anybody could recognize it, it was pretty nasty. Maybe that later. Uh, USA Today. So sometimes this happens with the USA Today. Nobody reads USA Today. I realize you don't, unless you travel for business. DJs and hotel guests, Jack. But um, so somebody, Pantene, which I don't even know what that is, Pantene. That's uh, women's products. They got uh, your shampoos and your skin creams and okay, among other things. Well, they spent a ton of money to have a big, thick cover on the USA Today so that the, the cover story is theirs. Search has become biased. Pantene. And then on the inside it says, society has taught search engine algorithms to be biased. If you search greatest painters or greatest engineers, mostly men will come up. The results for words like schoolgirl... Because girl, most of them have been. The results for words like schoolgirl are heavily sexualized. In Spanish, the term for Asian women is now a search word for porn. In Spanish? That's, that's not bias. <laughs> Try it. Search for yourself. Find out for yourself. That's voting. <laughs> it, the, again, there are there are certainly flaws in the way that tech companies 
disseminate information, but that it is not a top-down bias we're trying to sexualize the word schoolgirl. These are all learned behaviors from the way that we as people interface with these devices. It's a mirror man. Yeah, Pantene recognizes that, I think. I think that's their point here. That society has taught the search engine algorithms to be biased because just the way we are. So they're trying to combat that with something called SHE, S-H-E, Search Human Equalizer. Transforming the search results by searching things a certain way. They've got an example for how you search stuff that could change the algorithms or something. Well, you put in a lot of work if you spend all day long. Going for a quality of outcome. Good luck. Yeah. This is a bit of a problem, though, right? In which part? The algorithm thing, because you had had gatekeepers at newspapers or TV and radio stations or whatever that didn't just reflect the ugliness of humans. Right. And kind of weeded out the ugliest stuff and tried to keep it a little fair and balanced, if you will, pardon the expression. Right, right. And the algorithms do not. No. If 99% of the time people searching schoolgirls, they're looking for porn, that's what we're going to give you. To update the slogan of the the uh, the shadow, which was a uh, like a, a comic book character of the mid twentieth century. Oh, the shadow knows. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Now everybody, thanks to the internet. <laughs> and I don't like it. Yeah. Want to unplug it? Unplug the internet wherever it's plugged in. Just yank that cord right out. <laughs> I did the search for greatest painters of all time. Uh, Frida Kahlo, number nine on the list. There you go. So it cracks a, the top she's ten. A, she's a chick, arguably. All the others I'm very familiar stash. with. She had a mustache, right? Johannes Vermeer. Oh, Vermeer? Are you kidding me? Is he? Is he? A, is he a guy oh, worthy he's, of? He's among the top guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Vermeer actually is. One but, of your top guys, right there. I don't, I don't know a lot about art. If I nah. look at it, and it makes me happy. I think it's good art. <laughs> That's a pretty good vector to, to go by. You know I know what? it's not art, modern art. <laughs> that cat hanging from the tree, hang in there. That's clever. Yep. So fact-checking is dead. Fact-check! <laughs> fact-checking is not dead. <laughs> <laughs> fact-check, yeah, it is. Oh, man, we're going to go back and forth all day like this. <laughs> so, and and here's here's just the final nail in the coffin. The fact-check column which was in the Washington Post, which is kind of the granddaddy of it. When Glenn Kessler did it himself, it was pretty solid. Absolutely. We had him on a bunch of times. Glenn restricted himself to facts that were generally recognized as facts that could be checked. Unemployment went down during my administration. Then he'd look into it and say it actually went up a tenth of a percent. It was flat. It was average, blah, blah, blah. Well, but now he's got a bunch of people who he does it with. And this headline caught my eye. President Trump has made more than 10,000 false or misleading claims since his uh, you know, inauguration. And they go into the, uh, the, the rapidity with which he unleashes them, claiming there was a 45-minute telephone interview with Sean Hannity, 45 false and misleading claims. There's an eight-minute press gaggle the morning of April 26th, eight claims, et cetera, et cetera. Then they go into their for instances, and here's their first one. This is the one they wanted to feature. About one-fifth of the president's claims are about immigration issues, et cetera, et cetera. In fact, his most repeated claim 160 times is that his border wall is being built. Well, Congress balked at funding the concrete wall he envisioned, so he's tried to pitch bollard fencing and repairs of existing barriers as a wall. 
So the big, giant steel barriers that you can see through, that doesn't count. That's a lie, because he originally called for a concrete wall. So every time he says that's being built, it's not. It's different. It's different materials. Right. That kind of fact-checking That's checking your is... fact-checking? Yeah, and when people do that, it just it just makes me roll my eyes so hard. You could you could fact check uh, Biden from yesterday. Biden says I'm a union man. Fact check in 1992, he voted against an opportunity for union members to have more blah blah blah. Right, and you'd say he lied. That that's the sort of fact checking that Please. is a lot of that nine thousand whatever. The only part of this piece that's worth a damn is uh, that uh, they say the president has earned 21 bottomless Pinocchios. And uh, they define. I didn't even know there was a bottom. Neither did I. I kind of like it. It uh, it's a claim that has to earn (laughs) three or four Pinocchios, and then you have to repeat it at least twenty times. (laughs) So do they have an example? Pinocchio? No. Well, they may. I just I I was so off put by the whole thing. It's just oh please, please. It's not a wall. It's that steel. Oh, Oh please shut up. Poll results here that will end polling. This is the poll to end all polls. Wow. So I've ended fact-checking mm. and polling in a single radio segment. Wow. This is quite a morning. <laughs> they polled people, they being the, the WAPO and the ABC News people. They polled a whole bunch of people on, uh, this make you more likely or less likely to support the president for re-election. First question was health care. His uh, policies and what he's done so far. More likely to support him, quarter of people, 25%. More likely to oppose him, 38%. I don't like his policies. Not a factor, 33%. Almost as many as the opposition. So uh, you can at least identify a trend there. Overall, it seems people aren't super thrilled. But the handling of the economy... 42% of people say they're more likely to support him. 32% say less likely, more likely to oppose him. Same economy. Not a factor. 25%. 25% of voters say, I don't really care about the economy. (laughs) Which is interesting, but... Why are you asking these yahoos anything? (laughs) How do you not care about the economy? What is your life structure... That you don't care what the, how the economy's doing. And 33% say eh, the whole health care thing, government, is really not a factor for me. Now, maybe you have private insurance and you're happy with it, but surely you understand that there are people who are coming after it. But I just, if you get a result like that, why are you asking these people anything? I don't care about foreign policy or domestic policy. The economy, not really, not important to me. <laughs> what is important to you? Climate change, I don't care. <laughs> How about self-driving cars? Never heard of them. <laughs> um, schools. Schools, who cares? You go to school, you learn, you come home. Is that an, nah, it's not a factor. <laughs> Trade relations with China. I like Chinese food, so that's a factor. Not really, no. No, not a factor. Please. Polls. Polls, Jack. Polls. <laughs> Words. Words. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh. Those who caught the reference, enjoy the reference. Naked Joe Biden. Why does nobody care? We'll drill down. So the New York Times. Take a poll. With his poll. Ran a cartoon. Poll, poll. Uh, 
in which a guide dog with a prideful countenance. I try to have a prideful countenance. It's a good way to be. Shoulders back, chest out. And the face of Benjamin Netanyahu leads a blind, fat Donald Trump wearing dark glasses and a black yarmulke. The little hat. Lest there be any doubt as the identity of the dog man, it wears a collar from which hangs a star of David. Here was an image that in another age, according to Brett Stevens of the New York Times, might have been published in Der Sturmer. The Jew in the form of a dog. The small but wily Jew leading the dumb and trusting American. The hated Trump being Judaized with a skullcap. The nominal servant acting as a true master. The cartoon checked so many anti-Semitic boxes that the only thing missing was a dollar sign. Uh, that is a that is a pretty over the top cartoon in terms of that sort of thing. Yeah, and it it had a stereotypical portrayal of the Jewish face as well. Um, How'd that know, get into the New York Times? Well, Brett Stevens says the New York Times has a troubled history with this sort of thing, and still does apparently. Yeah, yeah. But being called out by one of their own columnists, which you'd have to uh, give them credit for, right? Yes, yeah, and it's a sprawling international organization, but they do need to figure out what's going on. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.